The chess masters are duking it out. Universal pulls its catalog from Triller. Triller says, we don't need Universal. Universal announces deal with TikTok. Your move, Triller. Let's talk about this. Hello there and welcome to Music Industry City's Tuesday Talk Tuesday, where we discuss what's going on in the world of music business. I'm Peter Schwing. Joining us as always, my co-host Sam Tall. If there's something you like to chime in about, join us in the chat or let us hear your thoughts in the comments below. It's all okay. You don't have to be shy. Uh, we're also starting this new thing that we're going to wrap the segment. So when we wrap the segment, we come back after that closing bumper, we come back and it's only going to be on YouTube and Twitch. So we're going to shut down the Facebook feed, the live feed. So if you want to comment, come over to the Twitch side, that's twitch.tv slash Peter Schwing, or go to YouTube, Music Industry City. So we have a lot to talk about. This is uh, heat, this heated up late last week, actually it was on a Friday, and, and then when we woke up Monday, there was a whole bunch more. So let's get into uh, a few quotes that I'm pulling out here, uh, and then we're gonna lead in with this. And what we have is Triller. Okay, so this is Triller's response to Universal pulling out their catalog. Triller does not need a deal with UMG to continue operating as it has been since the relevant artists are already shareholders or partners on Triller and thus can authorize their usage directly. Triller has no use for a licensing deal with UMG. Monday, we wake up. And so happens that Universal announces the deal with TikTok. So this alliance sets an industry-wide example of social media companies acknowledging, respecting, and compensating the music creators whose songs are instrumental to their platforms. We appreciate TikTok's partnership and look forward to working together to provide support and opportunities to our songwriters. Let's turn to Sam Tall and get his thoughts on this. Sam? <laughs> uh, <Where did> we <laughs> <go>? <laughs> so I, before we really kind of like go over what the hell happened, I want to, I want to mention a couple points of, of historical context. Number one, Triller has hired, uh, music industry, not just, uh, you know, their president of business operations is a former, you know, SVP of digital new media, whatever from Universal, notably, but they've had a council of women in music industry that had other people from the, uh, you know, digital side of the music business come in and, and work on licensing with them. Number two, this isn't a new license. Triller has had a license with Universal. This is a renegotiation that broke down. So, Triller's statement that they can just continue operating the way they have because they don't need a license and so this changes nothing completely ignores the fact that the way they've been operating was under license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the license expired. So I, I know you have a lot to say. I just want to, mm-hmm. I, and you're probably going to touch upon it uh, when I uh, give you the screen, but you know, there's two things here that really was not- notable about this. Uh, these statements is... Because you know it's also alleged that the the uh, Sony Universal and Warner are stakeholders, minority stakeholders in mm-hmm. Triller, though that's only a source has said that, so it's not necessarily confirmed. But 
you know, the whole thing is that Triller stating they don't need to deal with the artist. I don't need to deal with the label because they have uh, like the uh, artists are already shareholders or partners. Therefore, they can do a direct deal with them. That's not how it works. If I, have I heard a, you talking about that yesterday with the Duke. And I want to, yeah, because it's like if I have a direct deal with Triller and I'm an artist, but yet Universal, I have a deal with Universal. They own, <laughs> they have the rights and there's a whole, there's lots of different layers. So that's one point. And the second mm -hmm. point is this alliance, the way the phrasing of the alliance announcement with TikTok and it's, yeah. you know, they set an ex industry-wide example of social media companies acknowledging, respecting, right. and compensating. I mean, if that's oh, not a it. shot across the bow, uh, I don't know what is. So uh, I know you have a lot to say on this, so I'm going to let you roll, all right? I, I, you know, I think you're, you're pointing out exactly the right things, one of which being the equity factor, one of which being the timing of the TikTok piece, and the other last bit being the artist's sort of involvement in rights. As an artist manager... And as a digital right administrator in two separate facilities, I have come into contact with this in several instances. Um, and notably, you know, signing an independent band to Universal Music Group once upon a time, I go into that kind of conversation with the artist and into the negotiation with the label, full well knowing that we are uh, granting our right to make our own licenses and to, to do things like sync without label permission, to do things like features and remixes and content deals. Um, now, from a digital rights admin perspective, if it's just distribution, especially independent music aggregation, all, all those rights are retained and you can make whatever choices you want. And so if, for example, TuneCore or DistroKid or somebody makes a deal with Triller to provide all that music, artists can opt in or opt out as they so fit, as they see fit. Um, whereas artists that are signed to a rights ownership deal with a major label or even an independent since Triller, since TikTok has deals with, with all three majors and, and Merlin and like other indie consortiums, the artists don't necessarily have the opportunity to opt out. They've already opted into a deal that waives that right to reject. Now, obviously, there's political things there. The artists can say no, but they can't say yes without the label permission. So I don't know where Triller is getting that information. And this is what makes it so confusing and so laughable. And why Universal very pointedly said, you know, the Triller's statement is removed from reality. Uh, that's the direct quote. And uh, I, I think it, it behooves not just Triller, but anybody in tech who is considering the use of music as a part of their service to take this seriously and understand the field, the field that they're playing in, because it's not the same, you know, independent creators on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, you know, if you're a vlogger or a lifestyle creator, influencer, whatever have you, there's very little you have to worry about in terms of what rights and clearance needs to be obtained because you own the videos you make and the videos just have that one bit. There's not a whole stack of copyrights the way that there is in music. And this is what I have to teach people every day is, you know, you can't use music with impunity because that's a whole stack of, of rights. Even if we wanted to say yes, we're not the last person you have to ask. Um, and so what I'd like to see is, you know, Triller kind of issuing mea culpa. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think it's hilarious that Universal announces their TikTok deal 
shortly after this whole debacle. I, I am almost certain that that was not uh, originally the intent that they were going to hold off on that announcement until some other point in time, but it became a nice cudgel for the way that they're being dealt with Triller. I'd like to see Triller kind of own this and, and say, mm, yep, that was a mistake. We're sorry. Um, let's, let's negotiate in good faith. But even if they wanted to, they've now completely undermined their negotiating position and they have no leverage anymore. Um, so if anything, we might see Triller start to fall apart. Really interesting on top of this is you're talking about two companies that are looking to go public. Hmm. And mm -hmm. when you have this, it's like Triller needs all that leverage that they can get and to be able to say, hey, we're playing nice and we're getting all this licensing. And the fact is you're talking about going up the no against the number one label group in the world, okay? And that's not how you're going to make friends. That's not going to show, I mean, it, on one hand, it shows that, okay, we're confident and we're strong, and but it also can show a little bit of lack of understanding right. how relationships work in the music business because as it's it's tech versus the music industry as it's, as it's always been. And yes, mm -hmm. has, has the music industry done a lot to try to stop innovation and everything. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let let let's no, let let's state this as clear as possible. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this goes back to when FM radio and music was played in the in the twenties, and they started playing music. Labels were asking, telling their they actually weren't asking. No, the labels never asked their artists. <laughs> they tell their artists that you have to amend your deal that you will not allow your music to be played on the radio. Labels mm. were saying, so, you know, talk about that's the latest technology of like the, the 20s. Right. So that that's just the foundation, okay? So we have that as a foundation. Tech has the foundation of ask for, uh, do first, ask for forgiveness later. Mm -hmm. And tech has that ego of like, hey, well, look at what we're doing. We're saving you. We're giving you more opportunities. And if you look at the history uh, of like deals and when the major labels would get into uh, get into like different mm -hmm. technologies, it's like Universal had always had like a little hold off. They're like, we're okay being the last kid on the block. Then they started jumping in saying, we want to be the first kid on the block on this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, depending on what it is. So now it's like, well, they had the deal structure and it expired. And we don't know what was going on in the negotiations of that deal, but, but then for the, to make a press release, and that's the one thing that um, as another, was the other first shot across the bow was saying that they released it in a press statement. And that's what Triller had issues with. Like, you know, I found out from a press statement, why would they do something like this? Well, that means there's, some, there's something more going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I definitely don't buy that. That's like the first time they heard about that. Uh, maybe they're just not reading their email over the weekend. But suffice it to say, you know, Universal has been generally pretty positive about, you know, being innovative and trying to get ahead of the punch. So, so much so that Spotify talks about Universal in their own press releases and, and investor statements, talking about Universal as like this advanced and forward thinking and innovative partner in, in, in you know, rights licensing. And, and Spotify uh, simultaneously is doing everything they can to diversify away from music and really kind of talk up their podcast business because it costs them less money. You know, it's, it's easier for them to run that and it doesn't require the sort of like deep cabal licensing that you get with the major labels and the indie consumptions. 
So I, it, it just like, it's, it's so crazy to me that I feel like Triller had an opportunity to get this very right and really set themselves up for being competitive with TikTok because the labels very much want, you know, more entrance in the space, more opportunities for artists to break. Um, TikTok is very proud of the fact that they now are such a wellspring of, of massive hits. Uh, and I'm sure that the labels who are constantly seeking those hits would love to have that come from more places than just one platform at a time. Um, and it's, it's just, it's crazy to me that this got so botched. It just seems like it was completely unnecessarily thrown away. You know, I mean, it reminds me of other sort of like tech advanced things, just like with, you know, this recent, this is unrelated, but the whole like rumor of Apple and Hyundai working on a car and then the news starts to get out and Apple's like, oh no, we're not doing that. And then Hyundai's like, yeah, we're no longer discussing this with Apple. It's like, oh, I guess not. Because now that it's out, you, you know, you can't stand behind it. And everybody's like, well, our cover's blown. Right. I mean, Apple, Apple's very good about like, like anything that you, if, if you read an article from on Apple saying Apple's planning on doing this. It's all rumor. It's all speculation. Apple is so tight-lipped on letting out their information until they let it out. And even, you know, even if it were true, the minute it kind of like gets into the public sphere, they're going to pull back and say, nope, we're going to kill that project. You ruined the fun. So, so, so to go back to go back to this now with TikTok, I mean, how much of this coincidence of the timing? Because it's not like they just re-up their deal with you know with TikTok just uh, from Friday and over the weekend. It's right. uh, that's those kind of things take months, okay, if not even like over a year. And there's a lot of negotiating going on. So, is it just that maybe it was in play and it could have been maybe it was a pre-announce? Like they were going to say, hey, we're going to announce it on Monday, but they're like, let's hold off a little to see how this trailer thing works out. And then we'll like, yeah, maybe, I mean, it's a week, I'd love but to, yeah, I'd love to see what the thinking around that was. I'd love to hear an inside source. If anybody out there watching, you know, is in the trenches at universal or at TikTok and knows kind of like what the timing was supposed to be, it just seems all too perfect that it happened when it did. So I have to imagine that wasn't the original intent that said, we know TikTok having put together licenses recently with Warner and with Sony and Merlin, et cetera, mm -hmm. this is, this has been in the works. Like this isn't something that just like came about. Of course, like you mentioned, it didn't just come to fruition over the weekend. It's been, uh, you know, on the fire for a while. And now, you know, TikTok users can use a lot more music from the universal catalog, which I'm sure some parts of, uh, what other catalogs carry was restricting, uh, restricted by universal not having a, a blanket deal in place but um i mean especially in light of the the super bowl right and, and this is something that i immediately thought about sunday night was with universal having a deal with tiktok but not with triller you can have clips of the weekend on tiktok but not on triller at least not legally and i'm sure you know there's, there's going to be clips that appear and that live up there and get shared and whatnot else but uh, you know it, it's going to be sanctioned in one place and unsanctioned in another and just kind of triller has an obligation at this point to police that content lest they be you know sued and and dragged through the mud even further whereas tiktok can can very proudly stand up and say like oh yeah look at all these you know clips of 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 the weekend and all of his music and oh by the way you can use any of his music in your in your videos here's his sound library it's just it's such a stark uh 
difference. And I, I, I definitely, you know, would love to know whether the timing of the TikTok deal was coordinated based on the Super Bowl was coincidental entirely was, you know, rushed, you know, thanks to the, the thriller news. Uh, I don't think we'll ever know, but it's, it's nice to imagine <laughs> that the, the games are actually that petty. It is the music industry after all. Yeah, I mean, we, we we all love a little bit of a good conspiracy kind of like discussion, not, not not like getting really deep into it, but like, hey, we always like to opine about like, hey, I wonder if this and and then and then people will be talking about it on Clubhouse. Right. Of course. You know, they're yeah. going to talk about it infinitely with no more knowledge than we have. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, uh, Sam, last thoughts on this before we uh, cut out of the segment. And then we're go- then for everybody tuning in, we're going to come back over on YouTube and Twitch to c- just continue the conversation. Uh, but Sam, final thoughts on this. My final thoughts are this. It's not even about Triller, but music licensing in general at this scale is very complicated and very expensive and takes a long time. And is, as we now know, as we've seen before as well, easily disrupted by a couple wrong chess moves. Um, on the one hand, I think there is just a willful lack of understanding on the part of um, application developers, technologists, et cetera, to play nice and to you know work with the institutions that carry the rights that they need to launch their products. On the other hand, I also you know am, am increasingly of the opinion that. Uh, especially with the advent of the MLC and kind of like the, the tenor that that takes and, and what that means for the industry going forward, that music licensing could probably stand to be a little bit easier. It could probably stand to just be simpler and more straightforward and more of these deals can be easier to execute without just basically being an all or nothing proposition with content owners at the scale of the majors because they have millions of copyrights and they conquer together 70 to 80% of all the music. Uh, that people actually care about anyway. Um, it just it strikes me as unfair comp- anti-competitive practice to now I'm not making any declarations by any trust, but it just it seems like it's it's very sort of unfavorable to everyone when we can't have a uh, copacetic structure and business doesn't have to be adversarial the way that it is. We can always find a way to make it work. Um, so I'm kind of like split on that, but this is just the latest proof that it's we're not even close to figuring out a, a amenable solution to the licensing problems. Right on. All right. Thanks, Sam. Uh, as always, fantastic uh, thoughts and opinions on this. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. That's going to be it for today. And if you want to continue the conversation, we are going to come back on YouTube and Twitch after we roll the credits here. So uh, you can join this and leave a comment below. And if you find this interesting, hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell to be alerted about new shows. You can also find us at musicindustrycity.com and on your preferred podcast player. Thank you again to my co-host, Sam Tall. Have a rocking day. Peace.